welcome to Overtime, the podcast. Overtime is a podcast dedicated to all things watches, particularly in the microbrand and affordable range. I'm Praka, and this is my co-host, Justin. We are two watch enthusiasts based out of Perth, Western Australia. Join us as we discuss our thoughts on new releases, share our personal experiences, and offer our insights on building a collection. Whether you're a seasoned enthusiast or just starting your journey, Overtime will keep you entertained with informative insights and casual conversations. Let's get started. How you going, mate? How's your day been? Pretty good for a Friday yourself. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, again, another day off with the kids today. So, yeah, it's been great. Sort of had some runarounds in the park and saw some you know, wildlife and stuff. Uh, but yeah, and no, I had a good experience today with them. Uh, uh, but um, I heard that you didn't have quite a great experience today with wildlife. What happened today with you? Yeah. So as, as it's audio only, um, no one's going to be able to see it, but I've got a nice fat right eye. Um, I got stung by a bee on my afternoon walk. So I was, yeah, about oh, 20 gosh. minutes from home, just decided, uh, you know, it was time for a, a break from the laptop and go get a coffee and yeah, the, the bee, I seen it honed in on me from about 10 meters away and did the whole up, down, up, down. I was trying to dodge it and then it just nailed me right in the face. Um, mm. But I finished tonight off with the new chocolate ice cream from Macca's uh, McFlurry with M&Ms. I actually got extra M&Ms. I thought, you know, today's a treat yourself. And nice. yeah, it's definitely turned around my afternoon and evening for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I think it, it's been a night for ice cream as well. I did the same thing, finished up uh, with uh, some uh, dumplings with the kids. And, beautiful. Yeah, that's it, family. And yeah, and then we both went to, we all went to the ice cream shop. Uh, it's called Billy Van Creamery uh, or Billy Van Creamery. Oh, yeah. Yep. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've not been there, but I think I see adverts on Facebook and Instagram for it. It's good. It's good. Um, I think their specialty is all vegan ice creams. Uh, they yep. do other ice creams too, but... Um, you know, I know that kind of sounds like off-putting because, you know, some people might go, oh, vegan is fine. But to be like, honestly, it's so good. And I prefer their vegan ice creams over their regular ice creams because yeah, they cool. use Coke, they use coconut milk or something in it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Quick mm. question on that. What's the, what's yeah. the go-to flavor for yourself? Uh, the peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll, I'll duck between um, Old English toffee or choc mint controversial, controversially. Mm. Choc Love a chocolate mint. mint. Chocolate mint. Okay. Have you got the uh I think you might have to order the studio underdog chocolate mint to, you know, pair that. Yeah, I've uh I've got a purchase on the way this week already. I'm staying away from any more for a little while. <laughs> but we'll chat about that when it comes in. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I mean before we get on with our episode today, um, yeah, what's on your wrist? Uh, yeah, today I uh, did a mostly um, work for went out in the out in the office for a little bit this morning, then a work from home home day, and uh, I went with the speed timer today. So the night vision, all black. I'm still pretty heavily into this um, this watch. It kind of haven't worn it consistently for an amount of days, but um, still gives me that kind of you know that that uh, butterfly feeling in the morning when I when I put it on, and when I get the the, the pop in the sun um, behind my uh, security screen door at home. Um, yeah. yeah, just just pops and still very very happy with it. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm still yet to see it in the flesh, but you know, I've seen like I think we spoke about this before. Just that case is just so well done. Um, and yeah, yeah. DLC coding. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, massive. Tick. What about yourself? What did you what did you go with today? 
Um, actually, I've done I've done a switcheroo. So I've wore something in the afternoon and wearing something in the evening when I went out to dinner with the family and um and ice creams. So um during the day I would had my Seiko turtle on, just you know, wears so beautifully. So you just want to wear it. And it doesn't yep. feel like you're wearing much, even though it's a, you know, it's not a titanium watch, but it still just wears beautifully. Um, so I had that on for most of the day uh, when I was, uh, you know, in the park and stuff. Um, but um, in the evening when I went out with dinner with the wives and the kids, um, I had my SPB 143 on, which is um, the previous 62 mass reiteration. So not the one yep. that we spoke about. You know, uh, but yes, it's my it's my beloved and um, yeah, my my favorite watch in my whole collection uh, for more than one reason. Yeah, and a very good way to dress up a diver for sure when yeah. going out. Um, there's actually Definitely. one for sale on Marketplace in Perth at the moment. Okay. Twelve hundred, I think it was at. That's not bad at all. That's a not good a bad price. price. Yeah, um, be, it's actually yeah. from a shop we've been speaking about recently in, in oh, Morley too. Okay. So okay. Okay. Well, for all our WA listeners, um, yeah, maybe maybe something to watch out for. All right. Cool. Well, I guess let's uh, let's get on with uh, today's episode. Hey, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Um, I guess the first topic of the day is a um, a study, actually. Funnily enough, yeah. So it's a study, and it was a study that was done in 2015 by two researchers from the Department of Psychology in Lancaster University in the UK. Um, and basically, the study concluded that there was a significantly higher levels of conscientiousness were observed in the participants who wore a watch. Interesting topic. Extremely interesting topic. I've got, yeah, some some points on this one. But I guess, yeah, first of all, let's touch on what conscientious, oh God, conscientiousness is. So basically, I'm going to stumble that word all the time. I struggle with big words. Um, anyway, so... It's a personality trait, basically, and it's the quality of wishing to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. So I look at this from a few different angles here. Um, I think of immediately I go to work, like work, like work duties, work life, and then being a parent and all the kind of other stuff that falls in between it. And I think in my professional career and whatnot, I consider myself quite thorough and meet all my targets, do as much as I can to do well for my my business. Uh, but when I think of myself, not as a parent, but when I think of doing the washing or doing the mopping, you know, it's yeah. definitely on the back burner. So I like I'm very conflicted with this, not the not the research itself or anything. I do agree with some things, but I'm conflicted yeah. with the idea of labeling it. Yeah, 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 la- yeah, labeling it as one big thing. What about yeah. yourself? What's your thoughts immediately? Yeah, I mean, immediately I think very similar. Uh, you know, there's there's some parts of my life where I do see myself as, you know, um, going through things well and thoroughly and, you know, things to do with my family and things like that. I'm, you know, of course, it's you know, my number one priority and, um, and you know, work as well. Like, you know, I always want to make sure I get my job done well and properly and, you know, do, you know, that's, that's my aim. And, uh, but yeah, like you say, some things you just don't quite get to like, uh, whether that be like you say, washing, washings, yeah, washing. I actually like washing the dishes. Funnily enough, was such a weird thing, but like a stuff like, um, you know, I need to clear up a space, and you know, yeah. I've got a. Uh, there's a lot of back burner uh, stuff at the moment, DIY stuff in the house. So yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, but it is a very interesting thing to conclude. So I guess let's let's have a little bit of a deep dive into the study, shall we? And actually, actually, let's have a let's have a you know um, a, a bit more. 
bit more what what they actually spoke about. So basically, there's five different personality traits that they compared. Um, so conscientiousness was one of them, but there was um, extroversion, uh, agreeableness, emotional stability, and openness to experiences. So basically, these five personality traits are like your. I think it's a it's it's a very much a psychology thing, and it's yeah. like a um it's a it's it's known as the big five personality traits. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. I don't pretend to be, but um, I guess it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Like there there are these um things that they look at as personality traits. Mm. So yeah, and and what I can see is that they, they did um three different tests. I'm not sure exactly how they concluded the test, but they but they did these three different tests. And and from this test, they they somehow found out that the conscientiousness value or the questions that they asked to to uh, ascertain conscientiousness, um, the N plus one or the you know I'm not sure what exactly the uh, what they call it in you know, by statistics, but the the statistics wise, it, it it always was an outlier that people who wore watches were more conscientious than the others. So yeah, I thought I thought it was quite um quite an interesting topic to talk about and and I wanted to know whether in your experience wearing a watch do you feel like you know a person someone that person that you know always wear a watch do you feel like you are more conscientiousness than someone who may not wear a watch no, personally, not at all. And the only reason is is because uh, I don't know if it's it's vain or not. But I am wearing it solely for like the, uh, I guess the, the the addiction that we all have. If you listen to this, I guess that, that's what it is. Like I, I I like the watch itself. It's I like being able to tell the time. Even though I want to say nine times out of ten, I probably just check the iPhone to check the time or look down at the computer screen that I'm currently working on to to know what the time is. But yeah, it's it's. I don't know. One thing I thought was interesting is growing up as a teenager and like looking up towards my grandfather and stuff, you kind of relate, let's just say, you know, the Rolex is, I'd say is one of the most talked about watches as that mon, like that uh, milestone piece, you know, um, right. you get that at, at a certain, you know, promotion or 30th birthday or younger, whatever it is. Hmm. Um, I always kind of related that kind of uh, wearing experience to success where, which I think maybe now as an, uh, you know, 10, uh, 15 years older than then maybe is more towards, con- you know, con- conscientiousness. It's not, and, it, yeah. it's a bigger picture than just what I thought it was. But I thought that, that was something that was really interesting in my brain, my different perspective over time in what that watch wearing looked like from start to finish. Um, but yeah, personally, I'm not more conscious than anyone else. Um, I actually agree with you on the dishes thing, though. I enjoy doing the dishes, but what, doing washing and hanging up toddler clothes <laughs> 10 times a week. Actually, last week with gastro, 20 times. Yeah, um, yeah no, I was definitely not conscious last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of my opinion. What about yourself? Yeah. Uh, look, I I'm, I think I'm very much the same. Um, I do agree. I mean, one of the things that they have said in the study was that wearing a watch appears to be like a social marker for an individual who's likely to be more conscientious. And they're saying that because they're behaving in, in ways such as one, one thing, for example, was arriving at an appointment earlier than non-watch wearers. Now, this study was done in 2015. Maybe if this study was done in 1985 or 1990. Yeah, exactly. I would have I said, you know what? that actually makes a lot of sense because I can, I can almost attribute that thing. Mm-hmm. But 
everyone has phones now. Everyone, you know, has alarms. Everyone has stuff that's going on. I don't feel like wearing a watch necessarily means that you have, you know, the nuance or whatever to arrive at an appointment <laughs> earlier than non-watch wearers. In fact, I wear watches all the time and I'll, I'll be honest, if I ask my family, ask my friends, I'm not exactly known for my, um, you know, on bang on time. Yeah. It's, it's it's a little known disease known as IST. Um, it's called Indian standard timing. Um, anyway, oh, no. We won't go into <laughs> that. I'm not, I'm not as bad now as I used to be. It used to be pretty bad, but yeah. Oh. Anyway, I mean, that's, that's my two cents there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think- don't know. Do you think? The same. It's. Yeah. I think it, like you've hit the nail on the head with go back in time and hundred percent. You could definitely attribute this study. It, it applies there, but the way like I did a doctor's appointment last week and it's I, I book it through telehealth on my iPhone and it automatically hooks up to the calendar and I get a notification that morning. I get a text message that morning and then you know the prompted notifications before. That's the reason I'm there. That's the reason it worked oh. into my day. It's scheduled into my calendar for my for my work as well. So I plan my meetings around it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to attribute that to to looking at the little date window mm-hmm. of, of the watch and going, oh, today is the doctor's appointment and it is at this time. Um, yeah. yeah, not at all. But also, I don't know what year you might know, uh, when was smartwatch or Apple Watch, those kind of things released? Because I think it's kind of it kind of counters the argument here as well because I've tried the Apple Watch and I found it so much more distracting and hard to wear, but I know people personally who wear one and kind of rave about how how good it is to have the emails come through and the texts come through and the but when I was wearing it having it buzz every two seconds and having to take my hand away from the keyboard and look at it and then you find yourself scrolling the little screen instead of looking at it on your phone or laptop I kind of find it the other way I think it's less conscious you kind of get lost in that tech world with the Apple watch yeah on your wrist yeah Yeah. no I, I I I see what you're saying. I don't have a smartwatch. I've never really had one myself. And, um, you know, and having a distraction. I mean, I can tell you, I've sat with people in meetings and even just having a chat with them and they're just looking down on their wrists every few yeah. minutes like this. And you're just like, man, am I having a conversation with you or are you having a conversation with your phone? <laughs> I mean, with your with your wrist. So, yeah, I actually feel like it's almost more, um, you know, more distracting. So I'm yep. just going to circle back to your question. You said, hey, when did smartwatches still, you know, when did they first start? Well, let me tell you. So again, this is, I'm not making this up. This is, this is, this is coming from, got some sort of here. So basically the first, um, I guess, sort of smartwatches or, you know, they, they sort of came from the, um, you know, your, your digital watches, right? That's yep. where they sort of evolved in. So there were watches that had data, you know, that you could actually connect it up to data and keyboards and things like that. So I think in, it was called the, there was one called the RC series, which is uh, from Seiko okay. in oh, 19, okay. 1984. So, oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they had, they had memory in it. So memory was not a lot. So it was able to store, uh, sorry, it was, had the ability to store 2000 characters and his memory is tiny, only had 112 digits. So Again, but these are the kind of things, right, that that formed mm. a pathway. So it had, you know, computer chip in it and, and then slowly, oh, yeah, it had, <laughs> check this out, it could provide two kilobytes of storage. Oh, <laughs> now we're cooking with gas, jeez. Yeah, we're, we're coming a long way, right? Wow. But yeah, so there you go. So, and then obviously then Casio did their stuff, they had calculator yep. watches and then Timex did stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I guess 
That does count, yeah, when you think about the calculator. Like, yeah, that actually I had one of them in high school at one point, and I guess that was a more distracting part of my um school life, being able to write a certain um, rude word on the on the calculator watch and stare at it and show your friends from across the room. Um yeah. but going back to one of your points there, you said, you know, um someone will sit there and look at the Apple Watch and keep checking, keep checking. Oh, again, just to play devil's advocate a little, um, I'll, I'd be guilty of that sitting on, you know, one of my offices at the 14th floor where there's a bit of good sunlight, um, constantly checking the the speed timer on the wrist. Um, like, yeah, I'd do the same thing there. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, but you, do you do that when you're having a chat with someone though? Not when I'm chatting, no. But my exactly. I, some of my work friends would think I have a mental illness if I, when I walk over and take a wrist shot and then take another like 15 to, to make sure it's the right one in the right light. So maybe not as uh, as as con- conscientious as as we think. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Well, um, there was another thing that they also concluded in this study, right? And basically, it said something like, "Wearing a device that tells the time on the wrist is likely to remain an important tool for the foreseeable future." And to our knowledge, this is the first study to demonstrate a link between watch wearing, personality, and related behavior. I mean. I think I agree with that at least partially, um, you know, and would you say the same? Would you? Yeah. 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 No, I'd agree with that. Um, I got a, a work friend who has worn the same watch um, his entire, or my, my, my entire existence in the company, 10 years at one watch. It's a, it's a Seiko as well. It's a diver um, on a NATO and he's a, he, he's definitely not in the podcast realm. He's not going to be listening to this at all. Um, but he, he told me, you know, keep the collection. You got to keep them all because one day when the when the government takes over, you're gonna to have to, you know, trade these for important goods because people are gonna to need to know how to tell the time and your, your solar stuff is gonna be the way of the future and all this. I'm like, oh, some people really deep this sort of stuff. It goes deeper <laughs> mm. than we think. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a <laughs> little bit. Yeah. A bit well, off topic. All the way okay. to the other side, but <laughs> yeah. No, nice one. Yeah, no, look, I I would say the same, Luna. Like, even though we wear our watches very differently, we wear it as aesthetic choices, and um, yes, we appreciate that it's a timekeeping device, and and it, and you know, really, you know, how how we put it on the wrist, how it feels on our wrist, and you know, and 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 the connection that it gives to us to us. Um, I think you know, it's still, even though yes, we're not looking, you know, it's not an important tool for. Uh, timekeeping or to watch you know to look at what the what time is but it's still an important tool regardless like yep. yeah mm. no i think it'll be something that sticks around for yeah many 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 years cool awesome all right well that was topic one of the day and now let's move on to the next topic um justin yeah, so maybe a little bit late to the party on this one, but we're going to chat about OnlyWatch today. So for those who are listening and don't know what OnlyWatch is, it's a fundraiser that's held every two years to raise funds for research on, I've tried to pronounce that first word many times, but I'm going to say it's DMD. Um, I don't know if you want to have a crack at that one, Praka. Yeah, I, think, I believe it's the Duchenne muscular dystrophy so or i think i'm saying it correctly i apologize if i'm not yeah so, um yeah so dmd um i'll just keep the abbreviated form so it's basically it's a chronic disorder that affects around uh, one in 3500 boys uh which is a staggering number and just yeah. um i couldn't believe that i didn't know what it was before i got introduced um i guess 
via the watch community um, that unfortunately is, is a disease that doesn't really have much cures. Um, so the money raised from auctioning off these sort of one-off timepieces that are made for these um, events um, goes towards like, you know, really needed medical research and scientific grants yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, like um, I've got, I've got two boys, you've got boys mm-hmm. as well, you know, it, it um, I think, yeah, it, it it's really, uh, you know, scary to seeing that you know things like this exist out there and and even more scary to think that there is diseases that you know they just don't have any cures at the moment so yeah i think hats off to these guys to you know really putting in the effort uh i guess into into something which is um yeah so um yeah yeah i think what i like about this is that the watch collecting hobby and space can seem a bit elitist and unnecessary at Mm -hmm. times um at, at the higher end of some of these price range and um, it's it's cool to see that we can include a very noble and well thought out cause into into the hobby. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know that's something that um, that sort of plays in my mind sometimes as well when I do see a lot of these figures for some of these watches. And mm-hmm. Jesus is so extravagant, so unnecessary. Um, and but then you know you, you see things like this, and you go, hey, okay, maybe you know. Yes, there's a lot of money involved in this sort of hobby, but there are also a lot of good people as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see. All right. Well, now we've introduced the topic. Uh, and so, basically, there was a bunch of watches. I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, there's about 60. It's a lot. It is It's a about lot. Six, 60 something watches uh, that was released uh, to to be uh, auctioned off. So, how it works, basically, is that it's a... It's a it's a it's an auction and and a bunch of brands come in and and give um, piece uniques or you know one off one off pieces that they allow uh, yeah they basically put up for auction uh, and all the proceeds goes towards this foundation uh, and I think yeah again I think it's about sixty something so look we we've obviously looked sixty two there you go sixty two so we yep. <laughs> we we've um you know had a look and uh, we thought we'll pick some watches that is unique to us what we want to talk about um so yeah let's kick it off justin with uh the bulgari tell us about the bulgari yeah so uh, this is the, one of the ones that really stood out to me um and when i when i'd seen the picture of it i was like okay it's it's, it's obviously some sort of pvd coating and then when i read that it's actually made of marble and the process went through my head of like the octo finissimo is such a thin uh, and articulated to the wrist watch. It's it, I actually had some process time there being like, how have they done this? This is unreal. Um, and for anyone who's not had a look yet, the link is going to be in the in the show notes, but it is a green marble. So I guess marble bench tops would be the, the easiest way to kind of compare it. Um, but it is like a emeraldy, um, foresty kind of green with gold, a gold handset and uh gold indices and i think it's a gold crown as well um but i'm i could never see myself wearing this that's that's something i couldn't i even most of my uh daily wear wearing of clothes is black hoodies and jeans like this should just be such a standout uh, thing and i don't know if you ever fell off or you damaged it it's yeah i would hate to think of what happens but yeah i think it's amazing it's such an incredible feat of innovation here what about your thoughts? Yeah, I think, look, it's 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 an art piece, isn't it? It's it's a really it's a high horology at its finest kind of thing. It's you know, it's yes, they've you know, it's a yeah, so it's a it's actually so it's a titanium case that's been coated with this yep. 
green marble and I don't know, it's got 110 facets. I don't even, you know, that's, I'm, I'm guessing it's, if it's something like, uh, if it's something like uh, diamonds, you know, you've got all these sort of cuts and facets and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, I've seen, I've seen the Octofinissimo quite close up um, in, in, in when I was uh, transiting through Qatar um, and it was, yeah, I wish I actually threw it on, but you but it was just incredible, incredible looking watch and how thin it was and everything. And this is just, let's just take that incredible piece of engineering in my, and just make it a whole lot crazier. That's a whole you know, and different it, material. And, crazy. And it's a, and it's turbulent as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, just another level. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is just, this is just wild. And look, let's just have a quick look at the dimensions here. So nuts. Yeah. Can you tell me, can you just read how thick, that is please. yeah so uh, i'm gonna quickly rub my eyes uh 1.95 millimeters thick which is crazy that's that's uh, the caliber absolutely insane that's the oh, it's just the caliber oh okay all right you've got the right, caliber so you... gotcha. yeah, no no it's still crazy though to have 1.95 okay, millimeter thick caliber is yep. still nuts uh, and then you've coated this thing with marble i mean think of a marble bench top and still look at the thickness there it's ridiculous yeah. 6.9 yeah that's it insane yeah, it's, it's yeah insane's the word for it and um yeah it just it just oozes um you know this is so not me this is a gold and green and marble it's so but you know and obviously this is a you know let's look at the estimate here so so for each of these watches they've put in an estimate of um you know how much they reckon it should start bidding or at least close to and uh what is that there it is swiss francs between 150,000 to 250,000 swiss francs so i think even if we wanted one uh, yeah what well, i'm i'm just give me one second i'm going to yeah. have a look at the conversion there um cuz yeah, i assume it is stupid high um, for for that, yep, two hundred and fifty three thousand seven hundred and seventy six Aussie dollars is the one starting bid potentially. Yeah, yep. that's unreal. Yeah, unreal indeed. But hey, look, you know this is something that's been developed um, purely for this um, you know amazing event, and it's an experience. It's an art. It's an art piece, and I think most of these watches in only watch, I doubt many people would actually wear them around. Um, it's more of like, hey we're going to display the art piece just like you're to buy a piece of art yeah this this deserves to like sit on a on a on a shelf in a box in like your living room because yeah even even the box there like um you look at the lid of the box with bulgari printed on the top in the gold it's yeah it, it, it's stunning like I, I actually really like this besides yep. not being able not seeing myself ever wearing anything like this i really really like this for sure and you know as much as we all about affordable watches and micro brand watches sometimes like we said we you just have to experience you just have to look up and see what's out there and you never know someday it might creep out, creep down into this this space and you know we've seen it go the other way as we discussed yeah, before definitely. so it's always good to see yeah just out of curiosity one more point on this uh off the top of your head have you seen anything else like this in your experience in watch collecting is in like the the kind of uh, it doesn't have to be marble itself but maybe imitated that way wow um no yeah, I, I think it's I very one-off. I'm really struggling to see anything that looks ex- anything like this, or even no, just nothing. Yeah, and and really is a piece unique. Really is. Yeah, and definitely. And the and the cool thing is, I think they've drawn inspiration in Roman architecture, um, which is uh, 
who was this uh yeah so in rome's history and glory they had marble you know all over oh, that's yeah it's very romantic you know the story yeah. and the italian connection of course and yeah fantastic cool yeah all right this well, is cool that is awesome shall we move on to the next one Yep, so, I'll let you fire off with this one. Awesome. So this one here is uh, from one of our, uh, I see, one of our. <laughs> it feels like one of our brands, but uh, it's it's an affordable. It's a micro brand. Uh, it's Baltic. So Baltic, this is their second time um, participating in Only Watch, um, is my understanding, and they've so they've sort of spun off. Baltic brand and they've started they called this brand called um Baltic Experiments. So basically yep. they've they've um, teamed up with some various watchmakers that are quite um I guess they do some unique movements and and they do some really sort of high end stuff and they've come up with this uh perpetual calendar um piece and it's in this stunning purple dial um yeah I'm <laughs> again Another piece which is like absolutely wow. Um, this is obviously a different level to the Bulgari, but still yep. fantastic. Uh, what do you what do you reckon about this, man? Uh, my first thought is take 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 my money, just take it, send it, send it here. I I'll come there and pick it up on my own expense. But yeah, this thing is so gorgeous. Um immediately my first first thought, honest thought, was they've I th- I'm not I'm not gonna say they've looked at tag, but I wanna say this looks like what Tag is trying to achieve with their Carrera asphalt kind of dial image, but they're just not hitting the nail on the head. And I think they've not taken inspiration from it or anything, but I think they've just nailed what Tag are trying to achieve, in my opinion. This yeah. everything about this is stunning. The the moon phase is so simple but perfect. It, it's gorgeous. Um, and I would kill to get that bracelet to have a crack with. It looks so comfortable. It looks like a looks like uh, python skin, snake skin. Yeah, it just yeah. Looks, everything about it is stunning. Yeah, it's it's very medieval. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it's mesh, but not right. It's like a snake mesh skin, and yeah, I mean, just looking. I'm just going back to the dial. I mean, it's 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 like a pebble pebbly dial. Um, I haven't actually not really sure about the reference of the tag, so I need I need to do a bit of a deep dive on that later on. But I take your word for it, and it's just it just looks really really uh different um and and you know it's it's 37 mil titanium case um yeah it's just it's just bang on the the you know now the trends now which is smaller watches trying Mm -hmm. different materials however they've also stuck this incredible perpetual calendar um yeah into this movement it's crazy yeah and when you really look at the doll there's so much texture going on just uh just except from that um, pebble asphalty um, textured dial, like the the sub dials, the the two top sub dials are their own thing, and then the bottom the bottom one is this really smooth, deep, yeah. very royal purple. Um, and as yeah. it goes up to those other ones, you're getting more of a sunburst effect up the top, which really plays into that moon phase feature down the bottom. There's no sunburst in that; it's just deep royal. Yeah. Then you've got the chapter ring inside there as well. It's just yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah, it's sort of circular brush on that yep. chapter ring, and then it's sort of broken up by the by the vertical brushing on the bezel. I really like the vertical brushing the bezel. Um, funny enough, it reminds me of my Astro and Banks. Yeah, uh, definitely different levels to it, but but it's um you know it's a very similar design cue, and um you know just 
looking a bit more into the movement itself um you know it's 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 done you know they they developed this perpetual calendar movement by themselves you know that they got the right people in and they made themselves and this is no small feat i mean we're talking about a micro brand Mm -hmm. that started not too long ago a couple of years if i'm correct it's only been like six years maybe if not and and it's and it's wild that they're going out there making their own movements i think this is harks back to what we've spoken to before uh when we said hey you know will micro brands one day start making their own movements look yeah they're doing yeah look what they're doing and this is just so much beyond its own movement like this this is innovation from the top art like this is very different to a lot of other things that are on this list let alone what's out there um elsewhere like i don't i I, i've recently had experience with just a basic melody's mesh but i can't recall seeing this style mesh before i think one thing that i would personally would like to see on this was uh, like if you look at the lugs how polished they are i think if this bracelet was highly polished opposed to being a little bit brushed um i mm. think it would be an absolute pop but it might be a little too much a little bit too much but just yeah a little personal thought yeah yeah I'm, i'll be curious to know what uh grade of titanium is the case on this i just it does says steel and titanium mid case so i think it's a yeah. mix, mixture of both that's probably why you have the two different colors i yep. would say um it's probably why it looks like it's maybe it is it probably is i'm sorry definitely is mixture of brushed and polished as you can see but i'll just be curious to see the split between the titanium and the K, uh steel mm. uh, very interesting normally you would be all titanium and all steel so very interesting indeed yeah and this is uh, i'm gonna say we'll say the estimate is between 20 to thirty thousand swiss francs and um which i think we'll say the starting bid maybe twenty thousand is yeah. uh $33,837 in Australian, mm. which, yeah, crazy for Baltic. You think Baltic, that's not the number you think of? Definitely not. Yeah, just a little bit more expensive than their HMS ones or <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, hey, look, you know, if this is what they want to do as they want to experiment in the sort of high end but also do stuff in, sort of reminds me of Christopher Ward, not a different, obviously a different level, but, you know, having the bel canto mm-hmm. as they're sort of their experimental one where they really worked with some more high-end people and you know to have a chiming movement you know it, it sort of gives me that vibes uh but obviously this is another level because they yeah doing their own movement yeah and i think my biggest takeaway from this watch itself is uh, i know in the past we've seen uh, these only watch start to trickle down into different forms and variants into brands mm. and it would be real cool to see this come down to a different level you know change it up make it make it different so it still stands sure. out and becomes its own pedestal piece but it would be awesome to see this trickle down into a different form for sure yeah like a you know probably not perpetual calendar but you maybe you have this similar sort of uh, layout with the moon mm-hmm. phase and 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 have like a, a simple you know still with the pointed date and everything else just yeah i i reckon definitely would be nice to see this uh, a variant of this as part of their new offering yeah, baltic if you're hearing you know do it <laughs> just chuck a quartz movement in this and flick it out yeah <laughs> give us the quartz version I'm, I'm i'm stoked i just yeah i feel like even if it's quartz it's going to be pretty pricey yeah, yeah. well yeah, I mean, you know, on from one complication to another complication to many complications. All right, so this is the final watch that we wanted to talk about today uh, from the Only Watch uh, 2023. Uh, okay, so this is a piece unique by a Russian watchmaker 
His name is Constantine Chaikin. Tell us about this watch, Justin. Uh, where do you want me to start? That's the question. Like, where, where do you start with this thing? Um, for, for the listeners, uh, uh, yeah, I, like when you're looking at the watch itself, what's the first, when you look at a watch, what's the purpose? You're checking the time. I don't even know where to look here. It's just uh, aesthetically, um, definitely not my thing aesthetically, but yeah. in terms of uh, horology and innovation and, and what it is, um, it, it's got me hooked. So I guess the first, the way I describe it is it's in a league of its own. Just start off with it's yeah. in its own, um, its own thing. I don't think I've seen anything like this before. It's got 16 uh, complications to it. So um, I just, it's a wristwatch. It's, it goes on your hand. It's got 16 different complications. Insane. Um, and on top of that, it's double sided with a reversible design to it, which again, mind blown. You've, you, yeah. Uh, I've looked at this many times and I've read the like the little article and the specs and whatnot, and I still can't figure out what on earth I feel about it. It's odd. How, how, what are your thoughts? I mean, so I've, I've heard of Constantine Jackin before. I have seen his um, Joker watch. Um, I mm-hmm. think it, so there's um, Scottish watches. Um, they seem to talk about this watch quite a bit. I think one of the fellows have it. Um, and you know, it, it was I've seen that watch before, and I think, wow, this is this is out there. It's pretty great. Not me, but I can appreciate the horology side of things. In in some way, it has a sort of a funny Joker look to this. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, it's it got does. The eyes yeah. and the nose and the face, and and the other side, flip side, just looks a bit. I don't know. It sort of looks um, very industrial um, with the you know, with, with the the lugs and it, it's not, it's it's so far away from the two that we've seen before, which is very mm-hmm. beautiful, very elegant, very, you know, like high horology is elegant, right? This almost, this almost feels so industrial, you know, it's got this cuts on the bezel. It's got, um, you know, it's got screws all over around. Uh, it's yeah. so out there. And I mean, that's my first initial look at things and uh, you know, I, I, it's just, it just has, you know, obviously it's got the 16 complications and normally you see a lot of watches that has so many complications being more elegant pieces, don't you mm-hmm. think? Yep, definitely. This, it just doesn't, in my head, it doesn't work, but also works really well. And what I love about this, um, the, the main standout for me is he he stayed very true to his design um, like like you said the joker's still in there you still see that smiley face and yeah re- reading the spec sheet without seeing the watch you would think yeah, there's no way that you're going to keep that kind of very unique um design motif that they are known for and here he is but i don't know do you want should we run through the list of complications here because <laughs> it, it's very long but i think yeah it's it's definitely uh, uh, let, let's you pick well, you pick three i'll pick three all right so i guess yeah three that uh, that stand out to me is, um, is actually it's not a complication, but the first thing I want to mention is it's got this these reversible lugs, so mm. re- reversible, uh, so reversible strap um, with reversible buckles, so you just unclip, clip back in, and you're wearing a different watch on the other side. Two crowns again, absolutely mind boggling, but it's really doing the in Im- a like symmetry nut for me right now. But continuous moon phase is a is a big standout along with eight stage. Uh, what's the die? Do you know that word? I, I'm gonna discrete moon phase. 
Is it discrete? Yeah, it's it's written yeah. in this weird chalk. Um, it is, yeah, yeah, another another moon phase. And one thing that blew my mind was like we've got zodiacs there as well, which is just yeah, yeah. Zodiac signs are, are in your are in your watch. Yeah, welcome oh. to twenty twenty three. Honestly, I, I was going to say Zodiac was my number one thing to be. Yeah. That's nuts. And it's also got the retrograde day of the week. So I don't know. I mean, look, I don't really know too much about this, but what I do know is that there's a lot of things out there about retrograde moon and, and, and Zodiac signs and things like that in dating. Maybe this is a, maybe this is a watch for someone that wants to do that, but it's, it's just, I mean, yeah, that, you know, along with those two movements, you know, something else is, you know, they've got a celestial charts, which is yep. you know, another another astronomical sort of thing. And then the solar solar activity cycle. So it's telling you where the, you know, what's what's solar, what's happening in the sun, like all the different, um, there's this, uh, what do you call, obviously turbion. And there's, this, there's also the, um, what else you've got there? Obviously, it tells you the time. The minutes, the yeah, hours, somewhere in there, it tells you the time. Yeah, somewhere in there, and uh, I, yeah, it's just, just madness is my, is my um, one word for this watch, madness, and not, not in a bad way. I, I think madness in a good way. Yep. Yeah. This, um, if you're, if, if you're the purchaser of this, uh, this piece, you are getting exactly what you want from only watch. That's, yep. this is one of a kind. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, it's the tool sure. of all tools. Yeah. It, it is, and again, I would much like the Bulgaria, although it's so different. It's one of those ones that you just you just put it in the you just put it in the box, wouldn't you? you just look at it. Yeah. yeah, and maybe an unpopular opinion on this, um, which I'm interested to see if you agree. Mm. Uh, the, like from first glance to a random on the street, if it, let's say you have this on your wrist, you're walking through the shops, it looks like a one of your cheap fashion brand. Uh, watches that try to do a, a crappy skeleton attempt. Yeah. Um, that, that's what you kind of see from afar, and you'd have no idea what on earth someone is wearing here. Yeah, which is yeah. how I appreciate it. It's just so underrated and under yeah. the under the cuff. Yeah, I think yeah, like you're so so right. Like I think for a common man, you know, a person who's don't really know about watches, which is most people, we are in the minority. Um, you yep. know, people look and go, oh, that's a cool Rolex or. Well, it's a cool Omega or something, but something like this, no one would have any idea what it is, right? Yeah, boy, did I feel like a common man when I was reading this. This, I was like, I didn't know half this stuff could be a feature. I just, I, I consider myself a little bit knowledgeable somewhat these days, but had no idea you could cram this much into a watch. Yeah. Unreal, well, unreal indeed. And I think we'll we'll leave it there for only watch. But yeah, I mean, just to wrap up, only watches, uh, awesome, awesome event, and um, you know, to the people that are. Uh, going to be there at the auction and bidding on the stuff. Good luck and hope you guys win what you want and, and hope you raise the vital funds required for this much needed medical research. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, I think uh, we'll move on to our um, something interesting section of the podcast as we always do. Uh, Justin, you're up first, mate. Yeah. So we're recording on a Friday, different day. And I think it was last night around midnight. Um, the uh, Tag Hoya released uh, a first ever re-edition of the original Tag Hoya Skipper. I had no idea this watch existed um, in its catalog at all. Um, I think Tag is probably one of the brands that has quite an extensive um, back catalog um, that I haven't really delved too far into. I 
really like the re-edition. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it because we've had a couple of discussions around some modern tags, not on the podcast, but in its mm. own, in our own uh, conversations. What are your initial thoughts on this based on looks? Yeah, I mean, look, um, I, I love what they're doing in this sort of um, reissues. Um, I think, look, reissues in for most parts, if they do it well, it's going to, it's going to be fire just because, um, you know, I think the, the older aesthetic, um, is for me anyway, I find the older, uh, Hoyas, you know, models that Hoya mm -hmm. Octavia's, Hoya Carreras, they just are classic, you know, they ooze class and they just look fantastic. They're just, they're timeless is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yep. and, and I'll be honest, like tag as a brand tag Hoya as a brand in the nineties and two thousands. And even really now, it just doesn't appeal to me because I, I just don't like that sort of style. But this is just, yeah, this is awesome. And I think prior mm -hmm. to this, they released like a, I've seen like a Panda dial Carrera, Ortavia. Yep. Was it, sorry, Ortavia, I think. And yep. I've been, yeah, ever since I saw that, I was like, I somehow I need to get this. Uh, I see the RRP and then I sort of go, okay, maybe not. But, <laughs> you know, it, it is beautiful. My, my first impressions, like uh, it, just aesthetically, it it looks so good. Yeah. I like that it's stayed faithful to the original as well. It is quite yeah. on the money. Like they've, they've, it's got its changes, but they're, they're still a nod to the past, which I like. They haven't gone too overboard, which I think, uh, tags pretty well known for doing in some aspects but yeah i think um yeah i'm really impressed uh, like ta tag's such a weird brand these days like, they're, they're doing so much good in one area and then just swinging so far the other way yeah. with some other stuff but yeah in terms of the price point i think yeah it's nine nine thousand eight hundred aud yeah. which you're looking at speedy territory and we had this conversation the other day just about other yeah. carreras um yeah, yeah. You're, you're up in speedy territory there. there's a a lot of watch can be bought at that price point. I just mm. don't know if bringing back this particular version brings someone into Tag Heuer at that category that might not have been there before. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're 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 bang on right. And yes, we did we have been discussing about the I guess the retail prices of um, tags. Um, look, I don't have experience um, sort of buying tags. So this is for, uh, yeah, a couple of days ago I was at a I was at a AD that had a tag and i decided that we'll try it on it was actually yeah it was a carrera chronograph black yep. dial i don't know exactly what the model was but yeah i think the rrp was eight thousand six hundred, and yeah. it was nothing that special and i'll be honest i you know it's a if, if you told me that was um a fashion watch i'll probably say yeah it looked all right and you know and i know that sounds terrible and i don't mean it in a bad way but it just it wasn't really anything that stood out to me and say hey this this retail price sticker price uh, looks mm. like what it should be uh, but i guess you can say that for a lot of brands i seiko does that and even even this right yes the sticker price seems extorbent but it does i guess have heritage it does have that sort of um design cues that they've carried forward since you know since um the i think the the hoyer reference 7754 which is yep. sort of the original so they've really you know they have taken it and they've brought it up so um yeah that that's my that's my take on the pricing of things uh, what about yourself yeah, I guess before I touch on price, I'm going to link an article in the show notes as well that I was reading about the new movement compared to the Hoya O2 movement, um, where I can't remember who wrote it, but I've got it saved, um, where the article came from, but it was the most confusing 
article of someone saying the Hoya O2 was this amazing feat of you know, horology and innovation and all these other words. And but then moving over to the this new uh TH, uh what is it, two, 2020 or something movement. Um moving over to there, it was a, this one's so much better, but they couldn't explain why because all the specs are pretty pretty similar um so mm-hmm. i'll link that article because i yeah it was a bit of it was an interesting read but not for the right reasons but okay. in terms of price if, if you gave me 10k right now to run out and spend I, ha- I had to spend it on a on a watch at that price point this isn't it and yeah. there's you know you can think speedy um as well that that was that would be where my mind would wander if we're having to buy a chronograph but yeah. beyond the, the the big chronos in these brands there's so much more out there for 10 grand um yeah just, I just don't think it hits in the way that that price point says. For sure. And I think, you know, even if you are um, an enthusiast, like a yachting enthusiast or something, you know, where, where I guess this is what, you you know, they're trying to sort of get you to. And, you know, I think that was the Tissot Citadel that came out not too long ago. It was just, and then you've got mm-hmm. yacht timers. You've, uh, you know, I think it's a, a Breitling's associated with sailing or they're more aviation, probably aviation. aviation yeah. yeah. Anyway, there, there's many chronographs out there which uh which you know for 10k you can you can get a lot of watch um so would i spend it on this uh I don't, i'm not sure yeah yeah i guess a little bit of an inside to the the nwa that i've got coming in um that's a take on a different yacht racer type style watch and um i'm way more excited for the colorway case design and the overall um feel of that for an under 500 dollar price point compared to going out and spending nine nearly 10 grand on a carrera that's you know been given the colorway of something in the past you know that there's not a lot of innovation with this it's it's not a copy and paste there's definitely some thought into it but it's just not the standout yeah for sure i think um yeah i i you know i'm I'm so excited for this nwa listeners as well i hope (laughs) i'm really looking forward to hearing about this on the on the show and seeing it in real life but um yeah i mean look it's it, it it does what it's supposed to do and you know it has a that link to the um the historical model so yeah maybe maybe it, it's worth the money that they're asking for it but yeah not not really not really for me i would say yeah and this actually this watch was a big chat now red bar last yes. night into this morning here in wa so if anyone from red bar is going to listen and is actually going to purchase this um reach out to myself or prakar on instagram for a chat because i'd love to hear hear the thoughts on it yeah for sure yeah i yeah i think there was three being yeah. released in wa or something yep. so not a lot so but but to be honest if anyone's gonna have them it's someone from our red buck group right yeah definitely yeah awesome all right well that's a that's a fantastic something interesting for the week um i so my something interesting for the week uh is um okay so basically it stems from so today i was out and um sort of dude wearing a Rolex hat today and it sort of just got me thinking like you know like brand swag you know would would a is that something that I would do I mean personally I haven't done it so far um I haven't worn any sort of brand swag uh but I don't know would you wear something say if you were given some brand swag so when you Type this into the show, like the the notes to read off. It got yeah. really got me thinking because in terms of watches, uh, no. So going back to tag, I've got a tag hat that I picked up from an AD 
uh, a number of years ago, um, and it's still sitting in my in my wardrobe, unworn. I've still got the little uh, cardboard thing in the in the top, um, and it's going to stay that way forever. Um, but I compare this to nowadays, especially Rolex, being the yeah. hype beast it is. Um, I don't shy away from a Supreme hoodie or something like that. And I think it's an interesting topic now um, that two worlds have collided in terms of fashion hype and now Rolex being the way it is because of social media and and the kind of um, influencer space. Um, but I, yeah, I don't shy away from, um, yeah, some of the higher end clothes and, you know, a couple like I've got some Louis Vuitton wallets and sunglasses. I love that sort of stuff. But in terms of wearing a Rolex hat, I just couldn't see myself doing it. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and I'm very much the same as well. Um, again, am I being, am I being, I don't know, a bit funny or whatever? But yeah, same thing. I, you know, I've got some. Um, I haven't bought a Nomos watch before, but um, at one point I was really thinking about it, and I ordered the catalog online, and it was awesome. Nomos sent me a catalog. They sent me a, a notebook, a notepad, um, and it was just beautifully done. And to be honest, I, I have used that notepad before because that was something functional you yep. know i had it and i was like yeah i can use this i suppose you can say a hat's functional too but i don't know if i can get my i don't know if i can get myself to wear um i guess a seiko hat or a or a rolex mm. hat or a patek philippe i don't know if, if you're wearing a patek philippe hat and you know it probably screams yeah rob me so probably don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah maybe in perth you'll get away with it but there's definitely True. places in the world you wouldn't um yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I've received a, a diary from um, a ta- tag again when I was had my phase of tag hoyer, and I've yeah mm. still use that today. It's on the shelf sitting behind me that you can see, but no one else can. But yeah. um, stuff like that's yeah quite quite cool to have. But you've got I'm kind of throwing me back to a bit of a memory here that's just popped into my brain. So I think yeah. it was twenty, oh, it must be around the 14, 15, 16, I flew over to Phillip Island to watch the MotoGP um, yes. a number of years ago, and I believe that's Tiso from memory, yeah. and someone there uh, that they were giving out um, shirts, hats, everything you can think of. There was even like sweat towels and stuff, I think, from memory. And there was uh, someone there who managed to get a, a, t- a hat that had Tiso plastered across the front. And um, we stayed on the island itself and seen him multiple times. And, yeah, he wore it nonstop. So maybe there's a story behind the guy who had it. And, yeah, he, he might have a, a, a got that through the tennis or something. Who knows? You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, I was being – maybe I'm just – quick to judge and you're right maybe it's a tennis uh maybe it's a big tennis guy and he's got that affiliated through there but you know it was it, i wasn't a um yeah wasn't trying to be like oh, no yeah, no I do this but i it was, just, it was just interesting to see like it was just something out of the blue and again not really something you'd see in perth right someone wearing watch gear yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like um Either way, um, it doesn't matter what his mindset is, but uh, we're talking about it. He might have got the effect that he wants with someone talking about it, or he could be just flying under the radar with a hat that he picked up a number of years ago. Who knows? But it's cool to kind of see in the wild. Yeah, for sure. So we really, you know, I think the question that we'll put in this episode um, in Spotify in the sort of Q&A session is, would you guys wear brand swag? Um, it'd be, I'd be really interested to know. What percentage of our viewers would say, listeners, sorry, would would be like, yeah, I will wear band swag. Why wouldn't you? Or or the other way around. So yeah, definitely. And on the back of that, I'd love to know where you draw the line. Like where, like if if you'd wear Seiko, Tiso, that type of stuff, would you would you continue into Rolex? Like, John, I'm curious. You've sparked an interest in my head here. Mm, okay, okay. Are you talking like personally me? You want my answer now? You're the, oh the yeah, I'll, I'll get yours as well. Go for it. <laughs> this is everyone. I'm I, you. I, this is something that's never entered my head before. Yeah, I mean, look, I've seen like 
I've seen watches, uh, sorry, I've seen um, T-shirts with uh, sort of Vostok Amphibia mm-hmm. stuff on it because um, I know, Zizou, you know, that movie with, um, is it Steve, what's his name? Um, yeah, this, every, I'm sorry, listeners, if you, if you know what this is and I don't and, and, you know, I've just, um, yeah, Steve, Steve Zizou, that's it. So he's, he's a, yeah, that's it. So there's a movie called the life aquatic with Steve Zizou. So he's an oceanographer and Bill okay. Murray, Bill Murray plays him. So in, in that movie, he wears a Vostok amphibia. So it's a bit of a cult film with mm-hmm. people who like Vostok amphibia. Uh, or Vostok watches in general. It's a Wes Anderson movie as well. So I don't know if you know okay. who Wes yeah, Anderson yep. is. He's he's like a um, you know, he's a pretty famous director. He's got all sorts of quirky, quirky sort of movies, and he's got his own style of how he does uh movies as well. Anyway, sidetrack. Um, but I've seen people with sort of Steve Suzu t-shirts with with the amphibia, uh, which I thought, hey, that, that's pretty cool actually, because that's I guess it's got the movie history and stuff like that. And even with like, I guess if you have an Indiana Jones with someone with the yeah. Hamilton watch on it or something, so I guess that's all right. You know, those are the kind of things I can see parallels being drawn, or or you know, like you said, Supreme, like you know, if it's like a Supreme and a watch collab, or you know, I mean, people wear Nike shoes on their, uh, you know, on their jumpers. Yeah. I I do it too. So or Jordans on their. So what's what's the difference? You could say, but um, yeah, with their hats, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah, I guess it goes deeper than we think now that we're talking about it because mm. uh, it was not long that Rob Rob from Perth here was in Red Bar was selling uh, Patek tires and I, they were they were beautiful looking and I've got a wedding coming up in October. I thought and I did cross my mind that's a that's a cool piece to add to your to your suit. A bit of a talking yeah. point to someone who might know what they're looking yeah. at there. Yeah, yeah, okay, like yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong or you know if you wear this you're this if you don't wear this you're this. I think it's just interesting. Again, yeah, wrapped up something interesting topic with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that was a great one. That was good. Cool, cool. Oh, we like I said, listeners, please. Um, you know, would love to hear if you got any more thoughts on that. So go ahead and pop that, pop some um stuff in, or just um yeah, shoot us a message as always uh, via Instagram or you know via Gmail, and yeah, it's just a nice way of um um yeah interacting with us. So yeah, I think we've um come to the end of our episode this week um and yes we would uh love our listeners to please you know give us five stars in spotify and hit give us a follow as well i think it really helps with the reach it'll be fantastic um and yeah we'll and you know we'll we'll hopefully also get it on other platforms as well justin yeah we are working on it it's a it's a slow process um i like to consider myself somewhat tech savvy but yeah we're getting there We'll get, no there. we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if there's nothing more, we'll leave it at there and we'll catch you guys next week. Sounds good. Take care, mate. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on Overtime, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on our Instagrams at Overtime, the podcast, at Kinda Average Watches, and at Horology Capture. We appreciate your support and value your feedback. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Until next time.